we're here. I'm sorry, I fucked that up. I was about to say they're here, oh, and yeah. I was like, wait, no, we are. <laughs> we're here. So, a few weekends ago was Midsummer Scream. Yes. In Long Beach. A horror convention celebrating Halloween and haunts in summer. And all things horror. All things horror. And it took place over three days. So, it was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yes. Um, and we went Saturday and Sunday. Yes. Uh, we have both never been to Midsummer Scream before. And it was super cool. Oh super cool. my goodness. Can I just say that this is my new favorite convention? Like, yeah. I hope that we could do this year after year. Yeah. I mean, I saw much more cosplay at this one yes. than Monster Palooza. I mean, maybe just because it's more general of a. Yeah. I don't know. I mm. just. I, I thought there was so much more to do here as opposed yeah. to. Just, I mean, not saying that that Monster Palooza wasn't good because it was great. Yeah. But I just loved the interactiveness of yes. this convention. Um, one of my favorite parts of the whole thing was I forgot what the room was called. God. Hall of Shadows? Yes, the Hall of okay. Shadows. Where we got to go and sample all these little yeah. um haunted houses. Yeah. And we got to do like a handful. Um, there was one in particular that I loved, and it was the last one that we did. Yeah, very cool. It was really cool. It used very ingenious ways of, like, capturing a scare, like, in the audience as opposed to just, like, you know, your generic popping out of a wall. Yeah. Stuff like that. I will say there was oh yeah, specifically one guy who, you know, pops out at you, but, like, I could see him. I could see where he was standing. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, he's going to, like, pop out a little bit. But he was on a little bit of a raised, like, platform yeah. a little bit. And uh, he, I thought it was just going to come out a regular distance. But the, he kept going. He, like, leaned forward. And he was on these bungee yep. like, cords that allowed him to, like, lean so far and close to me and in front of me that I was just unprepared. <laughs> I was like, oh, whoa. Yeah. I will say that I feel like Chris and I don't scare easily, but each one of the mazes got us at least once. Yeah, one one's pretty good. Yeah. And poor Adam. <laughs> we tried every way to get this poor man scared. We were like, you go first. Oh, no, they're getting people in the middle. You stand in yeah. the middle. Then, no, 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 you stand in the back. No. Like, they never went for him. And I'm sure a lot of guys can relate because yeah. I just feel like characters, you know, oh, we get a big reaction out of girls more often or yeah. something. Um, but I mean, like, I, I, everyone loves to get scared. Everyone and wants to get scared. get some good reaction out yeah. of anyone. So but that yeah, room just... was really cool. Yeah. Um, when you walked into it, it was pitch black with glow lights everywhere and a bunch of fog. It was a little hard to see. I will say that I was tripping over myself a little bit, mm-hmm. but it was still really, really fun. Yeah. yeah uh, I love a good haunt, a good maze. Yes. Um, they did offer quite a few panels. 
Yeah. Um, we didn't catch very many of them. We were just so many all vendors. over the place. <laughs> yeah. So many cool things to get. Um, but they were pretty cool. We did catch the awards ceremony on Sunday night, which was really fun. Yeah, for the shorts. They had like a little yeah. shorts festival there. Which some of them looked really fun. And yeah. I was like, is there a way we can see these? I know. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. Um, they had some really cool art exhibits, galleries. Yes. Um, I fell in love with a painting that was, or a drawing that was already sold. It oh. broke my heart. It was the, it was a jack-o'-lantern with a little goat coming out of it. Oh my it God. It was super cute. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, like with most of these horror conventions, just such amazing vendors with like the coolest Oh my goodness, yes. And the coolest merch. Yes, yes. Um, what set this convention, I think, out from the rest too, which was a really cool aspect, is that they served alcohol. Oh, which yeah. Was kind of, it kind of added dude. to the experience. Qu- and quite a few. It wasn't like just one yeah. bar at the end. There or, were a lot. Yeah, quite a few stands. I mean, in my opinion, why not get the crowd drunk yeah. and let them spend their money on everything? They were so expensive. Yes. Yes, I mean, I, I mean, expect, expect yeah. the prices to be jacked up. Uh, think of like concert venue yeah. kind of prices. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. It's such a good time. Yeah. I would go every year. Absolutely, so fun. I really want to. I didn't get a chance to cosplay again, um, but I would love to one of yes. these years. A lot of good cosplay. A lot. Yeah. Do Do you have a favorite that you remember? Oh, Oh, Krampus. Oh, my incredible God. Krampus. Yes. And he had these jingle, you know, like jingle, the, the bells. jingle bells. You would hear him going around. There was a little oh. child stuck in his, <laughs> yeah. like, cage backpack. Not an actual child. No. no, no, no. It was, <laughs> oh, my God. No, it was a doll. It was yeah. a doll. <laughs> yeah. And he had this, like, fucked up demonic face and the big horns. Yeah. With, with a beard. And, uh, and he had this, like, slow, dramatized gait, too. Yeah, he kind of bound is, yeah, a little bit. Which was a very Krampus. It was perfection. Yeah, he was great. And yeah. any times when I asked him for a picture, he really got into character. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say that's my favorite. Oh, there was a really good Penny, like, Pennywise, new Pennywise. Yeah. One. That we, we did, we I did avoid. Yeah. But I was like, damn. That's okay. I just want to shout out Carissa right now because she is one of the best friends ever. Every time she saw a clown, she wouldn't even tell me that there was one nearby. She would just kind of gently, like, guide me towards yeah. the other direction. And subconsciously, I knew what she was doing. And I would always be like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fucked up. Just look, there's a clown. <laughs> So no, but it was it was no, still yeah. it was a very sweet gesture, yeah. and I appreciated that because there were a lot. There's always a lot. There's a lot, yeah. But um, yeah, so definitely recommend. Um, hope to see some more people. Yeah, hopefully run into some of you listeners at a convention. But um, I highly recommend going. Can I ask you what your favorite part of the convention was, and what your favorite piece of merch that you got was? Oh, um, I would say my favorite part was also the Hall of Shadows because I just love, yeah, going through interactive yeah. uh, thrills and chills and uh, 
just having some fun. I, I just love haunted mazes and always going to a haunt yeah. every year. Um, it felt like we were in like not scary farm during Halloween time. Like yeah. that was the vibe that it was giving. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, my favorite piece of merch would have to be this t-shirt I got about <laughs> this Hellraiser t-shirt I got that was pinhead like from the poster. Yeah. And but his face was overlaid on the Joy Division album. Oh yes, I remember that one. And playing off their song title Love Will Tear Us Apart, it said Love Will Tear Our Souls Apart. (laughs) A little sneak peek into today's episode. Hellraiser plays a major part in Carissa's childhood. Yeah. (laughs) And so now I just sing Love Will Tear Our Souls Apart. (laughs) Yes. I will tear your soul apart. Okay. I love it. Anyway. Insert sound. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, had a great time. What was your favorite piece of merch? Oh man. Okay, so I got a lot of fun oh, yeah. stuff. I will totally try to find out the name of this vendor and maybe we'll throw it on our Instagram or our Twitter. Um, but it was a specific booth. I bought like two shirts from them. They were great. Um I'm wearing one right now, actually. So on the front, it has a dagger and in like ribbon form. It says, what's your favorite scary movie? And on the back, it's Ghostface. And then the other shirt that I got says <laughs> Horror Cult Club on the front. And on the back, it says like in very clockwork orange kind of type font, it says stop remaking horror classics. Yes. And I just... Okay, not only were the people running this booth, like, absolute joys to, like, interact with. They were all so nice. But their shirts were affordable, and they were badass. Did you find their name? Yeah. Yeah. Can we shout them out? Because they were amazing. Yeah. Um, So they are the Cult Horror Social Club. Yes. You can find them at Cult Horror Social Club on Instagram. Please go buy some of their merch. They're amazing. Very sweet people. And their shirts are dope. Yeah. Really dope. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. That's my probably my favorite merch. Yeah. That I got. That's awesome. Yeah. Had a, such a good time. I will say one of the coolest things that I saw there that now I kind of regret not getting was there was a booth that had um, the pyramid from Midsummer. Oh, it was a purse. Oh, yes, yeah. dude. Uh, that I regret awesome. not getting that. That was so cool. I saw someone on TikTok oh. got it. Oh, really? It, oh, dope, dope. It's really cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Artist so, Alley was really cool too, just in the vendor area. Yeah, yeah. It was dope. Highly recommend. If you've never been, please go. You will not be disappointed. It's pretty affordable in terms of tickets, but yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, and that'll complete our catch-up coroner. Yeah. (laughs) On to the main episode. Yes, where we talk about... Childhood trauma, childhood trauma. Okay. Ah! Okay, let's, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back. It's been a while. It has. You know, we've just been a bit busy with life. Oh gosh, so much sickness life. Sickness and 
got the vid insane and being broke and yeah <laughs> all the terrors of reality <laughs> the horrors of reality but nonetheless we are back to conversate about more horror movies yeah and today specifically we will be talking about our childhood trauma movies these are the movies that we saw as little youngins little uh, little Christine and Carissa running around. That keep us up at night and terrorized our mothers with how much we screamed and cried. Yeah. And would refuse to go to bed. Yeah. These are the ones that have stuck with us that we remember particularly scarring our psyches. That who knows, maybe turned us into the horror nuts that we are today. That is absolutely correct. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Carissa, do you want to start us off? Oh, boy. What? Okay. Well, I'm (laughs) I'm assuming that we both have more than one movie that kind of shaped our childhood trauma. Oh, yeah. Um, So why don't you start off with at least just one for right now? Yes. So I'm going to start off with um, the one that stuck with me the most. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Is Hellraiser 3. Hellraiser 3. Hell on Earth. The third one. I know. That's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It was just a matter of chance. Okay. Um, So this movie is from 1992, directed by Anthony Hickox. Um, And so this particular Hellraiser is about Pinhead being trapped in the pillar of souls it's like this statue i just call it a statue but it's like a pillar statue and his face is in it and like the box the box is in it and anyway we'll get into this fortunately for pinhead it is bought by a young playboy who owns his own nightclub pinhead busies himself escaping by getting the playboy to lure victims to his presence so he can use their blood once free, he seeks to destroy the puzzle box so he need never return to hell. <laughs> but a female reporter is investigating the grisly murders and stands in the way. Yeah, so to be honest, when I saw this, I did not see the whole movie. I just came upon it flipping through channels. I think I was at a hotel, but I was definitely very young. I don't remember what age, maybe junior high or younger. Um, but I, I came upon probably the most inappropriate scene I could have come upon. <laughs> well, it was like a sex scene. So the, the main character, the playboy, I don't want to call him a protagonist because he's such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. The reporter's the protagonist. Anyway, um, so this guy's having sex and he had bought this pillar of souls. He just thought it was a cool art piece, I guess, which was crazy to me because it looks like the most bizarre, like creepy ass shit. Like, Wait, why would you buy that? I have to look up the pillar you of souls. I'm so sorry. Because I, well, I have no idea what this is right now. And we can post a picture of it. Please. <laughs> it's to me, this version of like seeing Pinhead was more unsettling than just seeing him like regularly okay about oh my god right? is that it yes oh it's like looks like well you'll see pinhead's face in it yeah <laughs> it <kinda> looks <laughs> but there's like other bodies or you know why would you want it. this as just like an art piece in your home yeah he's like an art collector but no. interesting choice um, so yeah he's the scene 
is he's having sex and the pillars like in the back um he this guy's a dick and he ends up kicking the girl out and he's like get out of my fucking life blah blah and she's like shouting back at him while getting dressed and like backing up and she backs up while shouting at him um close to the pillar she's like right in front of it and then like pinhead's face opens his eyes and then like (laughs) chains shoot out into her skin and rips her skin off completely like all of her skin on her body rips it off so she's just this like slimy bloody muscly figure and she's screaming that sounds kind of cool in terms of a Uh, horror movie but for a child yes christ yes dude like i had never seen anything like that before i had never seen someone without skin like first of all um so i was just transfixed in like the worst way and she was screaming and then the statue starts sucking her body into the statue which was even more terrifying and if you look back, the effects of that, of her getting sucked into the statue is really funny and bad. But the practical effects are always good in yeah. Hellraiser movies, like makeups and stuff. Um, and yeah, and so it like consumes her soul and everything. Yeah, so JP, the guy, is um, his reaction is very underwhelming and he was more confused than terrified. He seemed more like, whoa, dude, that was crazy. What's happening? <laughs> that's what it, that's what it seemed to me when I looked back at the scene. Um but yeah, as a child, that scene was just the most horrifying, like disturbing thing I have ever seen. And I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. I mean that reaction from that character just led me to believe I'm just like JP's a fucking sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> But to go back and provide some more context to, like, the movie and yeah. just... Again, I had not seen... I had not seen Hellraiser 1 or 2 yet. I just stumbled upon the third one on the television, and I was like, Hellraiser, whoa. Um, <laughs> wait, question for you. Were you by yourself when you were watching this? Or was yes. it, like, your family was watching it and you happened upon it, or, like... I was by myself. Okay. I was just flipping through. Okay. And yeah, I think when I stumbled upon it, I was like, what? What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> and to my to my great terror. Yeah, <laughs> right. Pinhead. Oh man. Yeah. Um so yeah, I saw this movie without knowing the exposition of Pinhead and just the Cenobites and that whole world. So you know, this may have been for the best because at the time, not knowing um, made it more terrifying. So I was yeah. like, what the fuck is happening? What is this? Who is that? Blah, blah. Um, I didn't have anything to compare it to. Um, and I also may have been for the best because I didn't realize how this installment in the franchise was, in my opinion, much less effectual than the other yeah. two. Um, this one kind of goes crazy um and but yeah hellraiser 3 kind of loses a lot of those profound themes and like character personalities that you get from the first two and and the plot line you know is much heavier of a story and deeper like emotions in the first two um and then pinhead himself 
just as a character was very unique in how he was this neutral figure, not, you know, he wasn't totally evil and out for evil doing. And he, he you know, the whole pleasure versus pain, yeah. like discourse was just very different. Yeah, um, I agree. This one <laughs> does not really have it, have that. And in fact, Pinhead leans more into this evil yeah. kind of character, like hellbent. <laughs> yeah storyline okay i have a question for you after seeing the third one were you too scared to like even consider or did you just not know that there were other installments or were you too scared to consider the other two or did you just later on in life find out and watch the other two um i was more so too scared I didn't really think about it that much, but probably because yeah. I, I, it affected me so much and I was too scared. And when I did eventually, which was way down the line, like when I was in college, okay, <laughs> um, is when I, yeah, went back and tried to watch. Yeah. I just had this kind of, I had that unsettling feeling and it, it felt like so anxious yeah when i was gonna start, start like, in oh. your stomach yes, and then just like fl- yes yeah yes. just seeing his face yeah. his face on the cover i'm like oh, <laughs> all right what is this <laughs> what am i getting into but um you know very yeah very impactful on my on my brain my tender brain <laughs> um but yeah hellraiser three um, when you when you look at it now, it's easy to see how they really traded in the kind of appeal to a niche audience. Yeah, for the mass for the yeah. masses. Um, it, like many um, later installments. Yeah, in but franchise. I was I was like I wonder if that's because like it was kind of trying to follow like all the sequels with the with the other slasher films yeah. that were like around around its time. Yeah. And um, it, it is always cool to kind of see what avenue they go, whether it not be as smart or whatever yeah. as, like, the originals. But it's just, it's always a fun time to yeah. see, like, what kind of shit are they going to do? <laughs> what are they going to think of next? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, this is not to say they lost some worthwhile horror moments, obviously. Um, like many often inferior sequels one might say yeah yeah they still they still bring creative memorable kills especially um and for me traumatic traumatic (laughs) (laughs) um like fucking in this one when he's a statue a pillar like there's a part where jp um i forgot if he gets he somehow gets a cut or something and he accidentally gets blood on the statue and it, the blood, like, gets sucked up. Like, it just, like, <laughs> absorbed <laughs> into it. Like, and he didn't think something was wrong. He literally was like, whoa, like, like that was yeah. cool. <laughs> Bro, if a statue sucked up my blood, if anything inanimate <laughs> sucked up my blood. I think I watched too much Supernatural. Yeah. I would take it, smother it in salt, and burn yes, it. absolutely. <laughs> Sage everything. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was all super unsettling as a kid. Also, looking back at this movie, it is pretty amazing. It's just so goofy. It's some parts are just so goofy. 
and, and in this one, he kind of starts creating other Cenobites. Uh-huh. Like, uh, and they're taken from JP's, um, the souls he consumes, like, at JP's uh, club that he owns. Okay. Called the Boiler Room. And one, so one of the new Cenobites we get is um, the is the bartender. <laughs> and he's now the barbed wire Cenobite. And he kind of looks like this bloated baby head with like barbed wire just wrapped over it and maybe now it's like yeah i know baby baby heads are very triggering for us which we'll probably get into yeah oh well that wasn't a childhood trauma oh i mean it was an adult trauma trauma. (laughs) we can do a second parter (laughs) we're we're referencing a movie called bastion oh god we'll talk about it someday yes um the net this other cenobite is which is probably the most memorable one from this movie it's a fan favorite it was the DJ, and now it's the CD Cenobite. And this one has CDs stuck in its head, like razors oh kind of sticking goodness. out. Do you remember? I don't know. But its mouth is, like, stretched and formed like a CD slot. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's really, it's incredible. <laughs> it's so funny looking. That sounds amazing. We may have to fun. rewatch this movie if Absolutely. you're up for it. I recommend rewatching. I'll just be twitching a little bit during that set, that bedroom it's scene okay. part. I'll give you a blanket if you've got yeah. to hide your face. It's understandable. No, I mean, I went back and rewatched yeah. it already and obviously I've like been able to. Yeah. Yeah. I'll always remember it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, the one thing, the main thing looking back at Hellraiser 3 is just the change in Pinhead and him losing that kind of calm cool and collected persona where he's pretty neutral and is just kind of this uh, compelling force into this hell bent. He talks so much more and is just much more emotional. Yeah. And like, (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely a a change, but still worth a watch. Yeah. So that is my main uh, childhood trauma. Okay. Um, very interesting. So switching to my childhood trauma film, or at least one of them, it was Child's Play 2. Ooh. Yes, specifically. And I know, okay, a lot of people will claim that that one's their favorite. Mm-hmm. And mine too now as an adult. But I will have to say, just like you, if I rewatch that film now, even like where I am today... It definitely, like, I I can't watch it by myself at night. Like, I kind of have to have a light on and just brace myself for it because it caused so much trauma in my childhood. All right. So Child's Play 2. So two years after the serial killer Charles Lee Ray, Brad Dourif, obviously, um, inserted his soul into a Chucky doll. A toy company attempts to recreate the doll, bringing Ray back into the process. Uh, the possessed doll, intent on claiming a body, kills his way toward former owner Andy, who now lives in a foster home. Andy's foster sister, Kyle, tries to protect him, but his foster parents believe Andy is just a troubled kid. Now talk about childhood. (laughs) And Chucky's murderous path continues. Okay. Oh, man. I mean, having a doll stalk you as a kid. I know. That's got to (laughs) be... I can't even... Like, well, I can't imagine. (laughs) 
Um, so I watched this movie at a really, really inappropriate age. Like, I don't even think I, I was still like in an elementary school. Um, I think my okay, so backstory on my my family. Um, my mom was super obsessed with horror movies. Like that is her thing. She loves scary movies. And um, my brother was younger. He was about late middle school at that time. And he was super into watching scary movies with her. So on the weekends, late at night, they would put on movies and they would watch them as like a thing between like the both of them. Well, I kind of got a little jealous and wanted to join in on the fun, but my mom would always be like, "Uh, I don't know if you're going to want to watch this. You're going to get scared. And she was the type of mom who's like, you can watch whatever you want. She's like, I just don't want to hear you repeat any bad words, do any bad things, or let this give you any ideas. And then she'd still like really, really inappropriate parts would like cover my eyes, Mm -hmm. but for the most part would let me partake in it. So... Her rule became, if you can't sleep at night, you can't watch these with us. And I would swear up and down, like, all the damn time and be like, no, mom, I got this. Like, I'm okay. I'll be okay. I promise I'll go to sleep. Yeah, she shouldn't have listened. (laughs) (laughs) So I snuck in one time while they were watching Child's Play 2. And boy, did that movie fuck me up. Um... (laughs) So I just remember specifically a couple scenes. So like the scene where the new toy, it's the very beginning where the toy manufacturers have resurrected Chucky and they're like cleaning him off and putting in his eyeballs. That scared the crap out of me. I was like, oh my God, like. Oh, what if somebody tries to like put new eyeballs in my eyeballs? Oh yeah, that's and, yeah. <laughs> Just dang, you were a d- deep thinker. Oh yeah, <laughs> from that moment on, I was it wasn't a, so much as a deep thinker as I was super imaginative. Yeah. at that age. Yeah, and so. Yeah, that just started the roller coaster. Um, I think the scene that got me the most as a kid was when Kyle and Andy were running through the toy store's warehouse towards the end and Chucky was just trying to get him. And um, Andy climbs up this, um, I don't know how to describe it. So imagine like a little rolling shelf that allows packages to fall down to a certain area. So it's inclined and they have like these roller kind of cylinders on them. Yes. And when Andy was climbing up and Chucky was behind him. Oh, my God. With his little, he didn't have a hand anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was just like a, a knife that he had inserted into his hand. Shanky. And I just remember that sound of Chucky's <gasps> knife, like, stabbing between oh. the cylinders to climb up oh. after Andy. Okay. That Where is this, visceral. Oh, God. Where this ties into, like, my own life was when I was a kid, we used to go to this center that was kind of like Chuck E. Cheese. It wasn't it wasn't Chuck E. Cheese, but it was similar to it. It was kind of like the discount version of it. And they had a huge room. Charles Lee. No, <laughs> they had this huge room that was like a giant ball pit, like, kind of play yard where you could climb up all these areas. They had, like, that those tiered areas with like the rope that you could like climb through and you could stack your way up. Nice. One of the things that they had was one of those cylinder slides. Wow. Oh 
shit. And after seeing that movie, I couldn't go up or down it. And I would see it and I would scream and run away. Appropriate. And I just, for a while, I just could not go back to that place. Like, my mom would be like, do you want to go? And I'd be like, no, no, I'm good. No, mom, no. And she thought it was weird, but (laughs) refused to go there. Um... Another thing was that um, at that age, I was super into dolls. I loved Barbies. I loved them all. Um, and one thing that my mom and I did together was I we collected porcelain dolls. And they lined the top shelves of, like, my whole room. So it was, like, wall to wall oh all on the top of my room were these porcelain dolls. And after seeing this movie, oh. I begged and I cried and I screamed for my mom to get rid of them. And she was so angry because she had yeah. spent like hundreds oh, of geez. thousands of dollars on these dolls. And I remember the day that she packed them all up in boxes and was just so angry oh. with me. And she's like, I'm never letting you stay up and watch a movie with us again. Right. And I was just sitting there sobbing, oh. just sobbing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah. And then, um, yeah, so Chucky just stuck with me pretty hard. Um, I would have nightmares about him, like, finding me and trying to get me and then doing his little hoodoo magic on me <laughs> to switch bodies. And I remember... Do your, your imitation. So, all day do a tumble That was funny. That's great. But I... <laughs> I would just have nightmares that he would do that and we would switch bodies and I'd be stuck in the body of a doll and it would just scare me to my core. Um, I used to think he was hiding in like every, every area of my house. Like I thought he was hiding under my bed. So when I was younger, I'd have to flip off the lights and run and jump onto Mm -hmm. my bed because I was afraid he was kicking it underneath my bed and would just snatch my foot. He's nimble. Yeah. I I used to think because there is a scene in the movie where he's um, in someone's car and he comes up behind them and like chokes them with the seatbelt. I used to think he was hiding in the backseat of my mom's car. Everywhere. I just, I could not escape Chucky. I couldn't do it. That I makes complete do it. sense. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was like everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And I mean, I will admit, like looking back at it now, especially with the later movies, it's kind of funny to think mm-hmm. how scared I was of a doll. Mm-hmm. But then I'll go back and I'll rewatch Child's Play 2 and I'm like, this movie is actually kind of brutal. Yeah. Like, definitely. I can, yeah, it's just, it's wild. It's yeah. wild to think, like, my poor little mind. <laughs> God, especially, I wonder, just like at that time when it was made and when it came out. Yeah. There hadn't really been a killer doll movie. I mean, there were killer doll movies out, but like none that like I would have been exposed to unless, yeah. you know, my family was watching it late at night or something like that. But I believe it was kind of still new when they mm-hmm. watched it. So I was just like, I want to see. I want to yeah. see, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Unfathomable. Well, no, not quite not quite new, but mm-hmm. I mean, new to my brother, at least. Right. Okay. He was unfazed. He was just <laughs> yes. like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> just just kick him. Yeah. Just kick him. Yeah. <laughs> but no, my terrified little mind could not escape Chucky. And he has taunted me for years. And it hasn't been until my adult life yeah. 
where I've kind of gotten over that fear. Yeah. And um, I will, like last year I was um, Tiffany from The Bride of Chucky yes. and I carried around a Chucky doll, a, like a life-size mm-hmm. Chucky doll with me, but he wasn't like creepy Chucky. He was like good guy Chucky. Right. I was, I was just going to say, it's yeah. character building. <laughs> this childhood trauma is character <laughs> yes. building because Christine is now a proud owner of yes. a good guy doll. But wait. <laughs> There were times when I was getting up to Halloween where he was just chilling in his box in my room and I would wake up at night and have to turn his box away so he wasn't facing me. Checking the batteries. I know because that internal fear is still there even though I know like this doll's not going to fucking wake up and get me. But like that's yeah. That's what I love about horror films, even yeah. though it is like pretty, you know, not negative emotions, yeah. but just how it can make you kind of think still like maybe, yeah, let me just be safe and turn him around. Like, yeah, what if this happens? Yeah, like, it keeps it's your imagination. Alive. It's that what if <laughs> yeah. part that like really messed me oh, up yeah. with Chucky as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't fuck with pillars. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> um, and to top yeah. it off, I'm sure you can relate to this, but since I was so young, like, I couldn't really tell my friends, like, oh, I watched this movie about a killer doll and I'm scared. Yeah. Because I would just scare them because their parents yeah, didn't let them see that shit as children. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Child's Play 2 fucked me up. But I still love all the movies. Mm-hmm. And. Mm, Super I take that movie. back. Not all the movies. Oh, but yeah. I love, <laughs> I love, I want to say the OG to about Bride of Chucky are top tier. Top yeah. tier. And I will fight anyone for that. I don't care if you don't like Bride of Chucky. It's hilarious. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the rest of it, I can't say, can't say the same. But regardless, still scared me. Still love it. And to this day, yeah, Chucky still freaks me out a little bit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Nice. So my next selection, um, I will go over briefly because I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because I don't want to give any props to the director. Um, It's it's Jeepers Creepers, the first one. And, you know, Victor Salva is a convicted child molester, so he does not deserve shit. I liked the movie when I saw it and didn't know anything. Um, So anyway. (laughs) So Jeepers Creepers, 2001 movie. It's about a brother and sister, Derry and Trish, driving home through isolated countryside for spring break. And they encounter a flesh-eating creature, which is in the midst of its ritualistic eating spree. (laughs) (laughs) Jeepers Creepers is a monster film. Yes. A creature feature. Yes. Um, and I, again, saw this very young, elementary, elementary school age. Um, and this one, again, I was just flipping through channels. In fact, I was specifically in Cancun at the time, because I mainly like to go, they had a timeshare. <laughs> I'm so sorry if you hear the panting, that is our dog again. I swear I'm not laboredly breathing. <laughs> then you say hi. <laughs> oh <my God>. no. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, 
I was in Cancun at the time, was flipping through channels again, landed on Jeepers Creepers, and boy, oh boy, what a scary monster. <laughs> I, it just, it scared the shit out of me as a kid, and the creeper was like the ultimate monster that I could have ever kind of conjured up. I agree. I was just so disturbed by it eating people yeah. and it's showing that. And it's, I mean, obviously the look of it had fucking giant like bat-like wings. It could re- regenerate shit. Yeah. And when it would absorb, um, you know, those certain organs or body parts and like, how would you yeah. say take that for himself yeah like he would get those eyes blah blah um that has ugh. to be one of the scenes that freaked me out the most after watching it was the very end when he had <sighs> Derry's eyes and he was oh, just staring God, at the yeah. camera i was like oh yeah <laughs> <So> haunting <laughs> or even though this is hilarious i'm kind of curious if you sh- shared this terror of when the creeper finds their car while they're inside of the diner fighting over the phone and he was like, they find Derry finds out that he was like sniffing his clothes. Yeah, that freaked dude. me out. The sniffing, yeah. yeah, questionable. Yeah, question. I mean, questionable. Yes, mm. we all with the context. Out. Yes, very questionable. <sighs> okay. Anyway, besides the point. Besides but, the point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, there's particularly one scene when it's the cops. And oh, land, yeah. they're like going after it, and the creeper lands on top of their car, punches through the car's roof, yeah. takes off the head of one of the police officers, and then you see him standing in the middle of the street, and he like is like making out with it, and, <laughs> and then you know bites the tongue and is tearing yeah. the tongue out, and it's all like elastic and just oh my gosh, yeah. that was. Did that song freak you out for a while afterwards, too? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that song has the same effect as Tiptoe Through the Tulips for me. In that it has this kind of weird, like, sing-songy, upbeat, kind of childlike, I don't know, tone to it. But just for some reason, I mean, how they use it, obviously, very, very creepy. (laughs) Jeepers. Creepers. Um, but yeah, just as the monster itself, how it eats, how it can fly, it can fucking find you. <laughs> like, that was terrifying. It took a whole police department out, or police station out. Um, and when I had seen this in Cancun, and anytime at night when we were walking back to our um, hotel room, which was like ground floor, we would pass by this little little field area that had a cluster of palm trees just like a circle of them that was all super dense and clustered together it was really dark in the center i thought that was his lair i just thought he was there and he was gonna like swoop in and grab me one time like on our way back to the hotel that's great <laughs> just, that's great just terrified but yeah very creepy creeper just uh, the idea that he like all he all he needed was like one sniff and he knew that dude. he like wanted yeah. to eat you yeah oh god it's just yeah. such an unsettling scary creature and um again was the ultimate monster to me i feel like for a lot of kids, a monster that eats people, that's, like, a big one. Yeah. I don't know. That's just so scary to me. That's the epitome of, it. like, terrifying yeah. as, like, a younger person. Like, yeah. a monster. Like, 
of course you're scared of monsters as a kid, uh-huh. but like one that will eat you, yeah, yeah that's that's prime. Yeah. Prime time. <laughs> Welcome to prime time, bitch. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so yeah. That was that was my next one. Well, another one that kind of freaked me out when I was younger was um, a movie called Trilogy of Terror. Really kind of offbeat, mm-hmm. may not be super well known. Um, came out in um, 75, I believe. Oh, damn. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, my family was like subscribed to HBO. Well, I mean, they had cable when I was a kid. And um, I think it was just, honestly, I, I don't even think we were watching it. I think it was just like a scene that had passed by and it caught my attention of this like little tiny idol doll and i kind of sat down on the couch and kept watching it and was absolutely terrified like the sounds that this thing made just like oh like i just remember like being so scared of it for no real particular reason and again maybe it stemmed from like dolls and being like a a tiny little wooden doll it was a theme for me as a child it just freaked me out but yeah, not too much more to say there other than, yeah, it was just really scary. And I was like, yes. I would run away and not want to see it. And this was a movie that we played constantly yeah. on HBO, like kind of at night. Yeah. And I was like, uh-uh, no, 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 we'll thank un- you. We'll include a picture of that Yeah. Though. And then along that same note, <laughs> so I didn't watch these movies until I was a lot older, um, Tales from the Crypt. But the one thing that did scare me to no end was the Crypt Keeper. And again, it was one of those things where my parents would have HBO on. And every time I heard the Crypt Keeper laugh, I would scream and run out of the room. And I just remember my mom and dad like fiddling for the remote to try to change it. <laughs> and I would just freak out. And it got to the point where I was so scared of the Crypt Keeper that even just seeing his face and my mom would be like, nope, nope. And she would like skim over that channel. That's, yeah. that, that's like such a classic scare. Yeah. Oh, and it's really funny it. now looking back at it because I have kind of a fond yeah. like the Crypt Keeper has a fond place in my heart. Although I will say when he laughs again, I get that little anxiety that like mm-hmm. bubbles up in my stomach and I can't help it. Yeah, it's just yeah. Oh man, that's great. <laughs> Anything else for you that like truly terrified you, or do we have want to get into honorable mentions? Honorable mentions. Yes, let's do it. And a lot of these we share. Yeah, yeah. So. My first honorable mention is The Ring. Oh, yes. Again, I think, so what was that, 2003? I think so. Something? Yeah, it was um, in the 2000s for sure, early. Yeah, so I was young. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, she's just fucking scary. I didn't see Ringu first. I just saw the American The Ring. Same for me. Um, And just the ability that she could come out of your television. <laughs> and I, you know, I had my own little box television in my room, which was small, but I still was like, she can crawl out of it. And every time I was done with the tape, with the VHS tape, and it went to static, I was like scrambling to turn it off because it's so funny (laughs) or i would be so scared that it would just randomly turn on to static in my room sleeping or something and for quite a few nights i would 
be thinking about this and get scared and I would leave my room and go to my dad's room to sleep. Uh, but I had to like cross this hallway and you cross the stairs because we we're yeah. all upstairs. So you cross the stairs to get to my dad's room. And I would always look down the stairs and I would just imagine her crawling all fucked oh up goodness. and contor- contorted and everything. Just super fast, like up to me with her fucking oh. hair. So I would be like, like <laughs> just really scrambling. Oh, oh no. Scrambling. A scene for me out of that movie that like got me pretty hard to this day where like I can envision it perfectly was the scene where um, the main character, she was at the house of her, was it her niece that had passed? I don't remember. I I don't remember, but she was at their house kind of giving her condolences for the funeral and they were finding out more information about what happened to her. And it was when they go back in time and it was like when her mom opened the closet door and you just Ooh. see her sitting there with a contorted face. Yeah. That, that got was... to me really good. Oh, that imagery was definitely. Yeah. I will horrifying. say, although this movie terrified the hell out of me, mm-hmm. I had seen it in theaters with my mom and I begged her to take me to go see it like two or three more times. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. And she went with me. And I was obsessed with it for a while. I was like, this movie is so scary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we saw we saw a good um, we saw a good Sadako or Samara on yes. a one <laughs> at Midsummer Screen. Yes, we did. Um, so that was my first honorable mention. My second one, super quick, Castle Freak. Um, it's a little bit older one. Um, I just I haven't seen the whole film. It was just one scene I saw and then I was like, nope. But um, yeah, this <laughs> you know, freak as one would call them back in the castle times. <laughs> Eats a cat and oh, you just no. see like the cat's carcass get thrown out on the ground and it's completely like like skin and there's just this bloody mess. And you know What's I What's with you in skin things know, as a kid? Dude, skin that shit is a trigger for me. Yeah. I was I was also honorable mention traumatized from Silent Hill when uh, Pyramid Head rips that girl's skin off in like one fucking motion. Oh my goodness. So this dolls is, is my theme, theme and skin <laughs> is your theme. Like, I, I haven't seen, what is it, Martyrs? Oh, I probably shouldn't it. be triggering. <laughs> I, I already know there is like a flame. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know if I'll get myself. You know, we should watch Martyrs watch and we should yeah. uh, review it. <laughs> We should. We yeah, because I'm just crying. Just put you through your <laughs> trauma <kidding>. again. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I will say I have two honorable mentions. Okay, the first one is um, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy Krueger again used mm-hmm. to terrify me as a kid. Um, it was another one of those situations where my mom and my brother were watching it late night, and I came into the wrong scene. <laughs> I think it was when Johnny Depp had been sucked into the bed with like the fountain of blood. And I was so just like in awe and terrified at the same time. And then I remember specifically seeing his his gloved hand with the knives on it and screaming and running down the hallway. And my mom had to come in and like talk to me and I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then that bet that night when I went to bed, oh god, 
I would have reoccurring nightmares. Every time I fell asleep, I would wake up thinking that his claws were like coming through my bed. And I remember sitting out in the hallway just crying and my dad came home um, and it was just like, you're never letting her watch these movies again. <laughs> Cause I was so distraught. And then the next day I would like beg my mom to like watch another yeah. one. And my dad is oh, like, what is so wrong funny. with her? <laughs> There's something wrong with her, Steve. <laughs> um, another one, which caught like definitely aided in a lot of my phobia of clowns was I saw it at a really, really inappropriate age. Yeah. Um, I like refused to shower for like a week because I thought he was gonna drag me into the bath dream and take me away with him to like this creepy place. Um, Yeah, I couldn't like, to this day, I can't watch it without having to like, first off, like pee my pants. But second, <laughs> like just thinking of like any of the, the sink or so- shower scenes, I'm just like, I'm going to stuff a towel into my drain while I shower. I don't that even want to look at it. Great Or choices. wash my face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I can completely, I'm with you, especially on the Johnny Depp one, that specific mm-hmm. scene. I also, in awe, but t- it just I'm terrified. terrified. Yeah. So much blood. Yeah. Just like, because I was, I, I remember just sitting there and being like, what is that? Yeah. And I was like, <gasps> just like, yeah, super scary. Yeah. But, um, but these make us who we are yes. today. Unfortunately. Lovers. No, we're just horror. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, these are what caused these are the movies that caused us the most trauma and in our life arguably may have gotten us into horror because they kind of you know just like with any thrill Absolutely. that's kind of terrifying i always feel like the people that share our love for horror are the people that watch them yeah. super young that mm. scarred them yeah <laughs> yeah there's just this kind of that like forbidden yeah forbidden fruit yes you know draws you in so i shouldn't be watching this mm. but i am watching this yeah yeah i hear it um please yeah tell us some of your childhood trauma films yeah. we would love to hear it i'm very curious to see if they're if you shared the same ones that we do if you have different ones yeah maybe we haven't seen ones that you have yeah or maybe we have repressed feelings about a movie that we didn't realize <laughs> uh-huh. until you bring it yeah, up it's all oh oh man the feelings yes. all the feelings we could unlock oh god <laughs> well you know what that means right Krissa? yeah i know what the fuck that means what does it mean we'll, we'll be right, right.